pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Fall is the perfect time to get your lawn the best it can be. Folks, call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. Fall is the perfect time where they will treat your lawn, top quality, lawn care company for Rhode Island, your best lawn ever guaranteed, and this is the best time to have it treated Call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online, as I like to say, at our website, which is dipietro.com. It's Thursday. It is October 21st. Speaking of the website, I want to direct you to the website, dipietro.com, because I think this is one of, well, I know, as a matter of fact, this is one of those stories the rest of the media won't actually cover, but it's important for you to know it. It's important that it get out there. And frankly, I, I think it's it's frightening the position of Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. And she got involved, folks, as you may, may or may not know, but we've been talking about it, with Texas Senator Ted Cruz. He came out and was basically trying to talk about the hypocrisy where so many of the Democrats, progressive left, the uh, liberals, how they're all for immigration. Oh, let them over open borders. Are you immigration? Everybody should be welcome. But the problem, the situation is they don't have to live with it. They're not surrounded by it. They feel, oh, yeah, Texas is a port of entry. Let them just come in here. Well, he was saying, gee, I wonder how they would feel if you had all these Haitians and illegals that are coming over the Texas border. And as many of you know, we were down in D.C. and interviewed some of the border patrol and the ranchers and the people that truly right are there and affected by it and what ted cruz senator cruz was saying was uh gee i wonder how they would feel maybe we should make a port of entry martha's vineyard maybe we should make it nantucket and then he mentioned maybe we should make it block island or newport so of course all the locals going to overdrive how dare you how about no one lamer than Langevin? You get Rhode Island out of your mouth. Suddenly he's Jimmy from Oakland Beach, said a congressman, Jim Langevin. But if you check the website, Petro.com, I put up, there was a tweet. I recognize that everyone's on Twitter, but it's a public, when you tweet something, it's, it's really a lot of interaction with the media. All the media is on Twitter, by the way. It's a tremendous tool and resource. Um, it's free. But Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, who, let's face it, she was chosen, selected to be Lieutenant Governor by someone who was then, he wasn't elected Governor Dan McKee. He, in finishing out the term of Governor Gina Raimondo of the time, who's now Commerce Secretary. But anyhow, so she put out this, Rhode Island's happy to do our part to house new Americans. What we don't do, be part of your publicity stunt, demonize people seeking a better life in the United States. And by the way, unless they came from Mars, they're not illegal aliens. Well, Ted Cruz had said, you got two choices. Sure, we'd love to two million illegal aliens in Newport, Rhode Island. Or maybe it's not fair right that Joe Biden's doing exactly that to states like Texas, Arizona, who are right on the border. But I want to come back to that. Think of that state. She is the number two person in the state. This is not some rep. She's no longer on the Providence City Council. Rhode Island's happy to do our part to house new Americans. You know, what an interesting statement. So people who are basically, and keep in mind, this is people rushing over the border, illegally crossing. So this is not a matter of the process. Um, the media treats her with kid gloves. I, I think that's going to be coming to an end. Uh, but for her to say, let's look at that term, new American. So you have someone who's standing in Mexico, and you have the, the Rio Grande, and they cross over into Texas. In her mind, they're now a new, quote, new American. And Rhode Island's happy to do our part to house these new people. No, they're not. You know what they are? They are a Mexican who's crossed illegally into the United States, Lieutenant Governor Matos. They're not a new American. 
you know, there is a process for this. There are still some people who follow the process, who become a citizen. If you're from Guatemala or Haiti and you make your way to Mexico and you cross over into our land, you're not, as she would say, Sabina Matos, you're now a new American. You should come live. We'd be happy to house you in Rhode Island. Wrong. You're not a new American. You're a Haitian or Guatemalan who is illegally in the United States. You know, this type of attitude, she has no respect for the law. She obviously doesn't understand immigration law. I think she was not a citizen and then she became a citizen. <clears throat> and as far as this, and they're not, unless they came from Mars, an illegal alien, that is the legal term. That is the illegal term. And by the way, that's not just a United States term. When Link Chafee, Governor Gump, when um, he was actually caught, he was an illegal alien living in Canada. So, and whatever he was doing, I think with horses or something, but he was an illegal alien, but in Canada, it's not a United States term. It's a legal term, but think of her mindset folks. And you wonder why the state is in the condition it's in Providence is in the condition it's in. Yeah. You're a new American. What, why would anyone wait in line? Why would anyone do it the right way? You know, if people, you go into a store, think of right now, if you're listening and some point today, you're going to go into a store. Are you going to pay? If everyone else is going in and just taking things off the shelves and walking out, are you still going to pay? Maybe you'd say, no, I'd still pay. Really? After a period of time, you start going in. You're waiting. There's no, there's no one even there. Why? You know, maybe there's two people in line, but you're watching people just walking in and out. Like in San Francisco, where they've decriminalized anything under uh, $950 is now, it's, it's a misdemeanor. So it's, it's theft like they've never seen san francisco has become shoplifters paradise walgreens wall street journal has closed 22 stores anything under 950 is decriminalized so walgreens what are we doing here they just keep shutting stores why why would they stay there this is insanity they spend 30 times more on security guards in san francisco than anywhere else the store is four times the average as far as theft who, who number one who would pay for anything think of that anything under 955 decriminalized you want a bottle of water you walk in you take it off the shelf no one's going to stop you well circling back who would go through the process of waiting the turn filling out the paperwork doing it the proper way if someone like lieutenant governor sabina matos says oh if you cross over and just come here or overstay a visa or whatever it is you're just, a, you're, guess what? You're a new American. That's her definition of it. You know, it's not, and it's wrong. And, and even the tone of the piece that was done where, the, you know, they go into all these people, they're obviously missing the larger point, which is our, the locals, and, and I think a great line should have been, you know, think, think of this. So they had Channel 10 interviewed, I'll play it coming up, but the mayor of Newport, oh, you know, that's not fair and blah, 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 and everything else. But, you know, Newport, it's, they don't even mention Bailey's Beach, which is an all-white club, non-whites, not allowed, and Senator Sheldon Whitehouse is a member. So he, you know, they were all for illegals crossing over to Texas, but it's a whole different, it would be a different deal if they were coming right into their locals, whether it be Narragansett or Newport or Block Island. All right, folks, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It is a challenge trying to run your business today, especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers. Instead, let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Right now, are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company, call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, which is AKA sleep-at-home drivers, maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals, even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A professionals. Call them today, 
7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the bright workers for your business? Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now. 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. Folks, we continue with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I apologize for that. But just we were talking about Dan Bongino, who's basically challenging Cumulus Media media vaccine mandate, saying they have to decide to either him or them. Now, I, I noticed him that he's he's not threatening them legally. He seems to just be threatening that he may walk from the show. Well, I, I think that he's saying that in part or at least threatening to quit. But what he's saying is, as you say, it's me or the show. So he says, I'm going to use my platform. I'm going to use my bully pulpit and my time on the air every day. And I'm going to wax cumulus and criticize their vax policy. Because he's basically saying, I've got a little bit more of a strong platform. I bring money into the company. I'm successful. If you want to fire me, Knock yourself out. I'll sue yeah. you. Uh, I don't think he'll quit. I think he'll threaten to quit. He'd be foolish to quit. But okay. he's he's going to keep banging away at, at Cumulus using his platform, saying that what Cumulus is forcing other employees of the organization, which don't have the platform that Bongino has, um, who don't have the power, who are more likely to capitulate to keep their job and to keep paying their mortgage and buying food, They'll give in even if they are opposed to this whole vax requirement. Um, does Dan Bongino have the, the power that he thinks he has or will Cumulus say we can't have this guy undermining us, firing him and paying him out under his contract? And as you say, John, maybe that's what he wants. Maybe he doesn't like his deal. Maybe yeah. he's getting too big for his britches and wants to negotiate with a different national syndicator. But his point is a good one, and I think his platform is a valid place to continually, day after day, bang away at the vax um, mandates that uh, Cumulus has put in place. And Cumulus says, it's, it's, it's ironic, they say, we don't have the bandwidth to make exceptions for religious exceptions, medical exceptions, or any other exception. It's a total policy. Um, and I think Cumulus is in a different position than, let's say, Southwest Airlines, who had to back off on its mandate proposal because right. they saw they were going to go out of business. Cumulus might say, well, we may have to get rid of this Dan Bongino, who's an earner for the company, but we can't have him out there doing this or this pay him off to shut him up. Well, but um, Cumulus is in a tough spot. Yeah. Tim Dodd, there's a uh, terrible story out of Philadelphia that apparently there was a suburban train and this man that now they've said is, I believe, an illegal, but he was harassing this woman on the train. Apparently, allegedly, it then led to sexual assault, rape, again, supposedly uh, passengers, instead of doing something about it, started filming the incident and although it's still under investigation, but police have basically said that they they may end up charging some of the people for not doing anything. Now, what about that, Tim Dodd? I mean, on the one hand, you know, people, you know, we don't know all the situations about it, but today people just for fear of violence might be afraid to get involved with something like that, may not realize that it was non-consensual, but what about this business of someone who just sat there and no one contacted, I don't believe, 911, but what about someone, some people might actually be charged for not getting involved, which would obviously be the right thing to do, but chose to just either mind their own business or, as police are alleging, film it and just basically act like, like a bystander. Well, they were bystanders, but just doing nothing. Uh, John, nothing's going to happen to these people who filmed. They might, they, might, they might have to look themselves in the mirror and say, why didn't I do something further? Yep. Um, it's kind of a scurrilous thing to sit there videoing a rape versus calling 911 or yelling or saying stop it or trying to do something to intervene. Um, 
I don't know what anyone out there who can, from the safety of their living room, say I would have done this or I could have done that. But when you're in that situation, I'm not sure it's quite so linear that you would physically act to try to prevent what was going on. Um, you know, if there's 10 people on the train, one person might think, well, I'm sure someone else has called 911. I'm doing right. my job because I'm preserving evidence. This is going to help the cops prosecute this guy. Sure. I mean, who knows? Other yeah. people might have been videoing it saying, boy, this is going to go out on TikTok and I'm going to get a lot of followers because of this. And that would be a real scurrilous motivation if that's the only thing you wanted to do with it. Yep. Um, you don't know who this assailant is. You don't know if the guy is armed. Does he have a gun? Right. Does he have a knife? You don't know what if you choose to be in the situation. If the fact that no one called nine one one, I'm sure each person is going to say, "Well, I thought the I thought somebody else would have been doing that." Yeah. Um, so no one's going to get prosecuted over this. The other thing is, you mentioned that they're bystanders. Um, most jurisdictions um, don't have any law that requires a bystander to affirmatively act. Many states have. Um, bystander uh, immunity provisions so that let's assume that um, you come upon an accident scene and you attempt to give um, CPR to somebody who's um, looking like they're going to expire and the method by which you attempt to um, provide CPR is unsuccessful and now somebody looking on says well if you had done CPR correctly Right. That person would have survived. We're going to sue you for negligently intervening. Most yep. states have legislation where the, um, the good Samaritan, uh, if you will, can't be prosecuted if their attempt to be a good Samaritan is unsuccessful. Now, I'm sure these people on this train were not thinking about bystander legislation and good Samaritan laws. I'm sure that didn't enter anyone's mind. Um, to think, is there a law that's going to get me in trouble or get me off the hook if my attempt to intervene goes wrong? Um, it is a comment on society that people are more interested in videoing a horrific situation than calling 911 or doing something, yeah. yelling yeah. at the guy saying, hey, buddy, stop that. You know, yeah. anything affirmative to perhaps threaten the guy, distract him, get his attention. Um, and it's a dreadful thing that this woman's sitting there, you know, being assaulted and ultimately apparently raped while a bunch of people are gawking at the situation with their cell uh, phones out. She must have been thinking, wow. what the hell kind of a country am I living in? Yeah. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. MEGA 508 for MEGA truck and trailer repair, whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. You need it fixed. You need, need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer... They can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, what can you tell us about two, two elements that are going on right now? One is Steve Bannon apparently is refusing to play ball with this January 6th commission. And also President Trump has even now filed suit to try to protect uh, what he believed was privileged communication uh, with some of the events leading up to and around and on January 6th. Uh, what can you tell us about that? 
Well, as with so many other situations which we've seen in, in the last uh, 10 months with um, this new administration and the new Congress that we've got on our hands, um, when things aren't going the way the House or the Senate wants them to go, they change the rules. Right. Change the rules. If you're not getting what you want, well, we're going to change that. And yep. what they're doing right now is, in my view, it, 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 if they get the information they're looking for, it might be legitimate um, material which would bring into focus what uh, the Trump administration and the president personally did or didn't do as this, um, um, the events of January 6th were unfolding and what the administration may have known before the actual day as far as any um, intelligence they were getting that there was organized um, protesters coming in who were going to, you know, try to breach the Capitol. Right. The issue, John, is one of executive privilege. And, you yep. know, you've heard that going back to the Nixon administration. It's always been claims of executive privilege when you don't want, when the president or his administration does not want material to be divulged. What uh, Congress is looking for is arguably in the nature of executive privilege material. And the standard has been to allow the president to weigh in, or the former president, if they're out of office, to weigh in and, uh, if they think it's appropriate, claim executive privilege. And President Trump has claimed executive privilege over the great swath of material that Congress is looking for, this investigative committee in the House. Um, President Biden has decided, no, no, I think I'm going to release this material. Wow. I don't, I, whatever. This is too important. We're not going to follow the traditional path here on the executive privilege front. So since the, the Biden administration and the president has said, I want to release this material, this is important stuff. Well, it's important because, you know, there's still this um, thirst on the part of the Democrats and the left to nail Donald Trump any way they can. Yep. Um, so now the Trump, Donald Trump has filed a federal lawsuit to enjoin um, the material that's being sought from being released. And that is um, held right now by the archivist for the, for the United States. Um, Trump should at least get to review the material before it goes out, if it's going to go out, to determine what might be privileged, what might uh, uh, compromise national security. There's any number of reasons that this material should be withheld from the public. If every administration is now going to be subject to having a lot of its internal discussions, internal documents, internal memos, emails, everything in between um, discoverable in a congressional investigation, every president's administration is going to be hamstrung. People are right. not going to be able to speak their mind. Yep. Everyone's going to be playing defense. No one's going to want to make a decision. Um, and right now, Joe Biden might think that this is serving the cause of banging Donald Trump. And I, I understand that's his motivation, at least in part. But this, this precedent that he is setting by saying, no, I'm going to release this even if the previous president objects, could come around to bite him in the fanny. Because when he's out of office and we're investigating decisions he made, let's assume that after he's out of office, we want to look back and see all the decisions that were made. What were the discussions of his administration about how to get out of Afghanistan? Right. It seems to me there's plenty of material there that would be extraordinarily embarrassing to his administration. But he's going to be setting a precedent that could hurt future executives um, I think it's a very dangerous precedent to set yes. when the only motivation is to get Trump. I and mean, when right. it's really not looking to the future, 
and how future presidents will be compromised if this becomes the standard. It's very dangerous. And now that it's in court, we have to see how this will play out. Now, Tim Dodd, there's a bizarre story, bizarre story that happened. I, I believe the Rentham outlets, you have this man, I think he's a delivery guy, Amazon, I believe, from Woonsocket. And he apparently is not afraid to, which is fine, to dress up as a woman. But this is um, is odd where they actually even have footage or a photo of him where he not only dresses up as a woman, but then even has, I think it's like a pen camera attached to his sneaker. And he goes into the ladies room where he's then posing as a woman and then is trying to film some of the different either young girls or women that that happen to, to be in there. So as much as, you know, today there's there's a lot of talk of uh, of people with different gender or, um, you know, there's just a lot of discussion of that and, and everything isn't as, let's just say, rigid as it was at one time. It, it even though, let's just say he says, you know, I, I identify as a woman, so I want to dress as a woman inside and, and use the ladies room. Where, where this goes astray is, I believe, would be the the element of the pen attached to a sneaker where then he's filming. Yes, this is, it seems like every week, John, we've got stories where the only adjective that seems to hit the, hit the point is, so, this is the creepiest thing I've it read is. about all. This is so yeah. creepy. So yeah, this guy dresses up as a woman. He's got this mini like micro camera that he puts on his um, his shoe he goes into, I guess, a stall in the ladies' room, and by positioning his uh, shoe correctly, he can video what's going on in the next stall. Good God. And, right. And apparently, his MO was he would hang around in the hallway outside of the ladies' room, and he would wait for young girls, girls oh. 10, 11, 12 years old to go oh. into the ladies room. Wow. And that would, so he was a predator. He knew what he was looking for. Yep. He'd then go in, get the stall next to them and start videoing. And it's a felony to surreptitiously video um, someone in, in a bathroom type situation for uh, presumably sexual gratification. And this guy did it over and over again. And finally, there was some mom who was pretty sharp who saw what was going on and her, her um, suspicions went up. She saw this creepy guy doing creepy things, called the cops. Um, it was pretty easy to figure out who he was. <laughs> he would show up. And I think he worked for FedEx. He'd show up in his FedEx truck. He'd mm. come out dressed as a woman and go hang around outside the hallway of the ladies' room. Wow. Everything there, like we've said many times before, whatever, you, whatever anyone's doing out there, you can presume that there's a video camera capturing what you're doing. Yep. And they were able to get this guy and go back and look at videos. And he did this over and over and over. Mm. So he's now being held um, on $25,000 cash bail, meaning he's got to put up 2500 or he stays in jail. Um, the, the, the crime that he's charged with would carry a minimum sentence of 10 years in prison if convicted. Minimum. Mm. Wow. So he's into some pretty hot water yeah. and, you know, the creepiness factor of this, when this gets in front of any judge or jury, um, I don't think he's going to get much sympathy from any quarter of the judicial system. No, Folks, he is our uh, legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always. And we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. Mega Logistics, M-E-G-A. Call them today, 401-431-2300, 401-431-2300, MEGA Logistics. Everything you need to run your business efficiently, whether you have freight, freight, goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing, or maybe it's bill auditing, customer developing, a proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 
2300 You have enough, enough challenges trying to run your business. Let Mega Logistics help you do that. Call them today, 401-431-2300. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Again, if you have freight, freight, goods, warehousing, transportation, third-party brokerage, you can depend on Mega Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300 for Mega Logistics. Folks, again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM, website, We continue with our uh, legal expert. It's attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, just to close that out, um, I would say a lot of people would be surprised to find out of just how they were classifying people that were dying of COVID, such as the example of someone gets a gunshot wound in the hospital, they have COVID, they deem it a COVID death. That That is certainly not the way that people think of it. And, and that certainly alters the landscape regarding children. And the fact is, as they have pointed out, there were no children apparently in Rhode Island that have died of COVID. Well, not in the most recent reporting period. There were three cases that the attorney general piped up and said, oh, no, judge, there's been three. And plaintiff's counsel parsed those three cases. And, you know, it was clear that the children unfortunately passed away and they may have tested positive for COVID, but COVID was certainly not the uh, reason for their death. It was based upon other medical problems that these uh, young children had. John, if you looked in today, and you know, in, excuse me, in yesterday's uh, Providence Journal, it reports that Rhode Island has had 2,867 uh, COVID-related deaths in um, six last week. There's no breakdown of how many are truly from COVID and how many are these types of cases where a person just so happens to have tested positive, maybe asymptomatic, maybe symptomatic, but died for um, a different reason, like cancer, like suicide, like a heart attack, like getting shot. Um, Without that um, distinction, I think the public's largely being deceived by the state and by the health department. These are phony numbers. Now, Tim Dodd, there's a number of different uh, legal cases around the country that that, uh, people are challenging, um, certainly keeping an eye on Chicago. But then you even have situations where people are apparently being uh, disciplined because they're not enforcing these mandates within their job. Yes, there's one that's coming um, to light and coming to the forefront in Florida. Now, in Florida... um, Governor DeSantis and the state legislature has um, put into effect uh, legislation and executive orders which ban any of the cities, towns, or or counties in Florida from enacting any of these uh, mandates. Um, That notwithstanding, in um, Orange County in Florida, uh, a police chief for the county was fired within the last day or so um, on the theory that um, he would not insist that the firefighters under his um, supervision um, demonstrate that they've been vaccinated. Now, this police chief said, well, some of the people who I didn't press for their vac status had already invoked a, a religious exemption and others were in fact vaxxed, but I was given a list saying these guys, men and women, weren't vaxxed, but I know that they were vaxxed. I was given the wrong list, so I didn't pursue it. So Orange County, um, who right now is in, in direct defiance of the governor and the state legislature, um, fired this police, uh, this fire chief, excuse me, now, he's going to get his job back. He, they can terminate him, but he can sue and he will get his job back because what Orange County did was in contravention of state law. It's in contravention of the governor's executive order. Um, Orange County is one of the counties that says, well, really, we're going to push back. We're going to fight. We're going to challenge what has occurred here because we think we have the right to um, insist on masks and insist on um, 
uh, municipal employees being vaccinated. So it sets up a court fight. Unfortunately, this fire chief loses his job in the interim, but uh, I would put my money on the fact that this uh, fire, fire chief will get his job back in the long run. John, just one more little thing about this, um, the statistics and um, COVID deaths. Whatever happened to just flattening the curve? We flattened right. the curve a year ago. Yeah. And, and, you know, now you get politicians saying, well, my job is to keep people safe. Well, right. th- that's, a nice, that's a nice generic statement. But you yeah. can't keep everyone safe from no. everything. We are right. never going to stamp out every single COVID case. It's not going to happen. This right. thing keeps mutating. It's going to become ultimately like, like a more dangerous form of the flu, I think, unless some really virulent strain comes along that we're not even anticipating. But the narrative keeps changing. The goal keeps changing. The goalposts keep moving. We yep. flattened the curve probably a year ago, and they still keep coming up with reasons to um, insist on following mandates and lockdowns and masks and vaxes. Um, we do see more nationally that there's a pushback in many states, Florida in particular, Oklahoma, um, even in Chicago, the police department, so the union's like, we're not going to cooperate. You want to fire everyone? Knock yourself out. Um, oh. The airlines are capitulating on proposals that um, for pilots, for instance, have to be vaxxed because they know if they fire all the pilots that don't want to be vaxxed, they'll be out of business. That's right. Yeah. As one of our listeners uh, said, Tim Dodd, if you look at, you know, it was just it was tragic. But two weeks ago, it was the late night crash, 21, 22, 23 year old. Well, you know, you haven't had any anyone really that age dying of covid and you don't hear any talk about banning children or young men of that age of driving cars but anyhow speaking of covid uh, dan bongino is you see him on fox he's on hannity a lot he was doing a podcast he does have i think a week weekend show on fox and then he scored a syndicated show with cumulus so it's all rolling along except suddenly dan bongino who by the way is vaccinated he has basically been challenging the company and and basically wants them to drop their mandate and he's going to hold them to it and threatening either it's either me or the mandate so now tim dodd there's there's a lot of speculation within the business that he'd like to get get out of his deal with them but he'd like to get paid and not just leave the deal but what about that the only thing about that that seems odd to me is is there are people that have left the company Cumulus Broadcasting, which um, I, I WPRO, and who who didn't get vaccinated and left. But what's a little odd about this to me is just that he has been vaccinated, so it's it seems like he's trying to dictate the policy for others. But what what about this situation with Dan Bongino? Well, one thing we don't know, John, is what is in Dan Bongino's um, contract with with Cumulus. Um, Remember years ago when Don Imus got fired for making some disparaging comments about certain female athletes, he got fired, but he ultimately uh, was reinstated because of the language contained in his contract. Now, that's a little bit different, but what Bongino can and can't do would largely be dictated by his contractual relationship. He is vaccinated. He's been uh, treated for, I believe it's Hodgkin's lymphoma, and he was advised, even though he doesn't want to be vaccinated, because of his underlying condition to, to be vaccinated, which he has followed his doctor's advice. But he wants to use his platform Um, And he's on 300 stations to keep talking about. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today. 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident? Someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen. Whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone. Call West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Autobody, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. 
Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting, driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, petro.com. Time for our legal segment. Joining me right now, he is uh, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It is attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to start off this case that is in motion. It has not gotten a lot of media play as of yet. I have spoken with the attorney. Some information is coming out, but it has to do with locally, some parents with the plaintiffs, they have challenge the whole mask mandate for schools it's being argued on the science um from what i understand it was very dramatic testimony with dr mcdonald from the rhode island department of health who was on the stand so i'm just curious if we could start off what you've heard about this uh, we talked about it briefly last week john this is a great case i'm not sure if the uh plaintiffs will be successful but we've been talking you and i for a long time that we need to get a case before a judge on the science, um, not on any of these, you know, other theories um, for not complying um, the grounds that have been tried thus far in federal court by other attorneys and somewhat in state court um, have not been successful. And um, in those previous cases, the judges were not satisfied that, um, the mask requirements should not remain in effect. The case right now that's being heard, it's a group of parents, they hired counsel, and they're seeking a restraining order or an injunction if they get that far on the um, mask mandate for kids in school. There's been a lot of testimony about the science and whether or not this mask mandate has a scientific correlation to keeping kids safer in the schools. And a lot of what's going on is, you know, even even today when the governor said he's extending the emergency because he's looking at data points. Oh, it's the data points that we have to look at. Okay, let's look at data points. Uh, One of the things that came out through uh, the witness McDonald that you mentioned is he was pressed by plaintiff's counsel. Um, and the, ex- the, 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 the point is McDonald previously on the stand had said, you know, we had three children that died because of COVID, because of COVID. And he had to take that back and retract. Um, recall about a week ago when we spoke about this case, John, um, Plaintiff's counsel had put one of the health department people on the stand and said, well, we're showing for the last reporting period, zero deaths for children under the age of, I think, five. Uh, The attorney general's representative pops up and objects saying, no, no, if it's under five, it's reported as a zero. We think it's three. So today they said, oh, let's examine those three. Um, In each case, the, the children that unfortunately passed away had significant other comorbidities or uh, medical conditions which made um, it likely that they were going to pass away, if that's a fair way to say it. Now, what McDonald had to acknowledge today is that if anyone has COVID, they test positive for COVID, it's written up as a COVID death. Right. So the example was um, asked by counsel. So if a 16 year old kid um, is out there and gets into a, a scuffle and gets shot in the head, doesn't die at the scene is brought into the hospital with what will be ultimately a fatal head um, wound to the, to the head by gunshot. 
and he gets to the ER and he dies on the table and they do some blood work and they find that, he, oh, look at that. He was positive for COVID. It's not written up as a gunshot death. It's written up as a COVID death because the uh, CDC mandate says that if you have, if you test positive for COVID, it's got to be written up as a COVID death, which is preposterous, but that's the rule. And he, the witness had to acknowledge, yes, if, if somebody comes in with a fatal gunshot wound to the head and they're positive for COVID, even if they're asymptomatic, it's got to be, it has to be written up as COVID death, mm. which, which throws, John, all of these data points yeah. into question. Yeah. Because we've known since the get-go that um, the CDC and the federal government have been juicing the statistics to try to get as many COVID deaths reported as possible. Right. I mean, John, I know anecdotally of a family friend, stage four cancer, they were going to die. They were doomed. Mm. It, was, it was just a question of days. They wanted to die at home. Ultimately, they had to go into the hospital because the family couldn't handle things. The person died in the hospital. Apparently, they were tested positive for COVID. Bingo, it's a COVID death. Wow. And, and that's not really the cause of death. It's because they had terminal stage four cancer. But that's not how it gets written up. Now, right. these are anecdotal cases, but multiply that by deaths all over the country. Yep. Um, there's no statistics that are being kept. There's no um, way to discern if a COVID death is really from COVID, like many people are, and I'm not discounting that that happens. But there's a lot of people who happen to have COVID, maybe asymptomatic, and die because of things like cancer or gunshot wounds or suicides, any number of things. And they, well, bingo, it's COVID. I don't know what will happen with this case. I don't know what Judge Lamphere will do with the scientific testimony that's put on by both sides, but I think it's a wonderful chance to explore the science. Uh, John, my understanding is that uh, the evidence is closed. The witnesses have all been put up and examined. Now counsel for both sides are submitting memorandum of law and the judge is going to hear oral arguments on November 3rd. I know you've talked about it on your air. Hopefully other media outlets will pick up on this because I think it's a significant story which has gotten really no um, reporting out there, which um, raises a whole other set of questions. It does. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service, they provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the john DePietro show on am 1380 99.9 fm folks remember you can always listen online at our website depetro.com check out the website petro.com we have original unique exclusive stories videos content all our links to social media facebook twitter instagram youtube it's all right there and that's also the best way to reach me log on at the website depetro.com depetro.com j perry paving 
always provides high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, general masonry projects. Give them a call today. Free estimate 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. A licensed and insured contracting company. Hey, they'll meet their clients' needs no matter how big or how small, whether it's a brand new paving project or maybe just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. Reach out to J. Perry Paving. Get a free quote. And remember, no one's better for veterans, two veterans, than J. Perry Paving. If you are a veteran or related to one, have them give them a call. They may do their driveway for them. 401-732-1730. Find them on Facebook, and then the website is letter J, jperrypaving.com. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal. 401 401- 6880517 whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings call brothers disposal today come on brother call brothers disposal 401-6880517 look for them on facebook brothers disposal get a dumpster in your driveway 401-688-0517 you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news, whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break log on at the website that's also the best way to reach me by the way if you'd like to get in touch with me just scroll down a little bit you'll see a, a button that says contact john you can also support the program you you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com and it's all our links to social media whether it's facebook so you can watch facebook live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute, and then also we have some great sponsors there as well. It is a happening. Check it each day. It's depetro.com.